What's up, Conroe? This is Nerd Thug Sports hanging out with you on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. We are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and this is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hey guys, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing? Absolutely nothing. Well, they can't respond to me, so it's a little bit difficult to know. Yeah, right? Like, you just kind of shout it into the air. and you're Right. You're like, respond maybe, I don't know. What if the whole city responded and, like, you heard an echo? Oh, God. Like I've been losing my mind. <laughs> mind on our own business, suddenly you just hear... Just this echo into your head. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with you? Like, the whole city just reverbs. Oh, God. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, what's up with you on three, Conroe? One, two, <laughs> three... Okay, Excellent. I, I, Good I, job. I, it didn't. It didn't reach us. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, uh, what's been going on, man? Uh, not much. Yeah. Just having a nice couple days. Last couple days have been pretty exciting. Yeah. Not nothing. Nothing actually. Nothing. <laughs> okay. This is the the least exciting three days of my life. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I slept for most of them. I trended on Twitter. Oh, nice. Well, I didn't trend on Twitter. I started a mess and like picked up like thirty followers. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I was. That's the the closest you've been to Twitter fame, except that one time that shall not be spoken Ooh, of. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, yeah, I I didn't think it was that big of a deal. We'll probably talk about it on Nerd Thug Radio this week, but like, the comic skaters were up in in arms, and I just made kind of a general. They were picking on somebody, and I was like, "Well, I stand with that person." And I didn't think anything. I didn't think it would even be that big of a deal. Fair enough. And uh. Exploded. Exploded? Like, they were mad at me. The people that, like, I stood up for, like, came in droves. Like, there was a... Was, you started a beef? You started a <laughs> war? <laughs> Do you remember uh, The Hobbit, like, the Battle of the Five Armies, where things just kept showing up and showing up? Right, like, yeah. More the, people just kept... <laughs> yeah. They were yeah, fighting. <laughs> right. Like, it was like Gangs of New York, but on Twitter. Like, for two days, my phone just vibrated. <laughs> That's why. Jesus. That's why social media makes me upset. <laughs> It was. It was. It wasn't. I didn't really think it was even that. Like, I didn't think it was really that big of a deal. To you be have like, a dissenting opinion, right? Get him. And really, all I said was like, I, I stand with this person. That's it. Get him, boy. <laughs> Boom. We'll probably talk about that more this week on Nerd Thug later. But it, it's not. It's pop culture related. It's not really related to this. But uh, yeah, it was kind of. It was a crazy thing. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right. We're gonna start here on a little little journey around the world. We're gonna okay. start with uh, some soccer. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. We we never start with the gentleman's football. Right, the correct football. <laughs> uh, d- did you know it's actually called soccer correctly? The football, football, comes from the British. Their very first league, like in the 1800s, was called like the Association or the League of Footballers. That makes sense. So soccer is actually the right term. But literally, no one calls it that anymore. So for the last hundred years, it's been called football. Well, that that makes sense because it's like, does it really matter? Because right. it's just like the definition doesn't matter as long as the way people use it matters. Exactly, exactly. So they've been using yeah, exactly. They've been using the wrong word for the right sport forever. Right. And it comes out of like a slang. The British slanged everything. Right. Well, I mean, half of them were aristocrats, and the other half were poor and dead. Wow. <laughs> wow. Doing social commentary there, okay? Right. Poor and dead. Both. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Nico's pretty sure if you're poor, you're dead. <laughs> what are they, poor? <laughs> poor people. Those poor, poor people. Did anyone give them mouth to mouth? What? Why would they? They're all dead. All of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Check the poor people for dead. <laughs> like it's a disease. <laughs> 
they have the dead. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> All right, I gotta. I have to click on this article because I don't want to get the names wrong. And to be fair, the article doesn't teach you how to say the names, but they're at least spelled out. Fair enough. Okay, so this happened on Sunday. Okay. Uh, Chelsea was in the English League Cup finals. All right, fair enough. They were playing um, Play Manchester some. City. Okay. Oh man, this was at Wembley Stadium. So this is the big stadium. This is this is the big one. This, this is the big, big one, boys. And um, <laughs> the the manager, uh, I believe his name is Stasi. It's what it's. Uh, if I'm saying this incorrectly, I apologize. I am not that foreign. Um. Sorry, his name is Sorry. S A R R I. Mauricio Sorry is the Chelsea manager. All right. And he, um, the goalkeeper, had had issues with cramping a couple different times. So they've twice had to send out the trainer, check on him. Makes sense. All right. We're coming up happening. On, we're coming up on stoppage time. Right. We got three minutes left in the game, and it's zero zero. Okay. They've given us three minutes of stoppage time. Okay. So we're gonna go to penalty kicks after this. And our goalie, who, by the way, the last time he played Manchester, he struggled. Okay? Struggled. So we got to the end of the game at 0-0, but he's dealing with cramping. So Mauricio tries to send out his sub. He wants to sub the goalkeepers. We got three minutes left. We got the ball stoppage right here. I can do a quick sub of the goalkeeper. Pull out the last three minutes. Go into penalty kicks. Seems like a solid sound strategy. Yeah. I don't know enough about soccer to disagree with the guy. Um, unfortunately, Kepa Arzabalia, All right. the goalkeeper, okay, refused to come off the field. All right, it's obviously smart play. Literally, he told the trainers, "Tell him I'm fine." The trainers jogged out there because he's like he's like waving off the sub. You know, you know, in soccer, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little the side judge holds up the light up board. It's got the two numbers on it. Yeah, the goalkeeper looks up and sees his number on there, and he's like, "Well, I'm not coming out." Well, that's not me. No, it must be it. Must be a number error there. <laughs> Obviously not subbing me out. Right. They must mean another number zero. <laughs> <laughs> so the trainer kind of jogs out there thinking there's an issue. And he's like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm just not coming out. Tell him I'm good. Tell him I'm staying in. Obviously. Meanwhile, the manager is throwing like imaginary field goals like Adam. He's like got both hands in the air like it's good. And then the manager's like, what are you doing? Just arms in the what air, flailing doing? around like a maniac. Like one of those uh, wacky tube men on the side of a used car lot, just going crazy, <laughs> gesturing for him to come in. Come on, bro. Just come, come on, on in. bro. Don't stay out there. I'm subbing you out. <laughs> and the goalkeeper literally refuses. It's a solid minute and a half exchange. Wow, that's impressive considering we have three minutes. <laughs> goalkeeper never came out. Oh, no. Chelsea loses in penalty kicks 4-3. Uh, that was he threw away the game. So next week he was murdered on the street. Right? Yeah. If this was a, if this was this was Brazil World Cup style, he'd be dead. <laughs> uh, or I guess that was Argentina, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. He then they both after the fact. I'm sure in the locker room right away immediately they were like, "What the f, you piece of f, you dumb son of a Europe, whatever they say over there." Probably some wankers. Yeah. Something. They're mad, right? But when they get to the press conference, they both tried to play it off. 
Both yeah. of them were like, I don't understand what happened. Like what happened? I don't know. The goalkeeper was like, I think there was a miscommunication because I think he thought I was hurt and he was trying to get me off the field in case I was hurt. But I wasn't hurt and I was fine, so I stayed. A real smart play. Right. The goal the, the the manager is like, No, I love that he wants to compete and that he's out there trying to win. Uh he'd been dealing with some cramping, however, and, you know, there was just a miscommunication there. Right. Obvious miscommunication with light up board, hit him with the light bright beam. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was screaming, waving my arms up and down for two minutes because there was a miscommunication. That's why I was doing that. Right. I looked like an idiot because of a miscommunication. Right. Obviously. <laughs> that was clearly what happened. Right. I, I wasn't trying to be a fool and get embarrassed by my goalkeeper in front of everyone. And then lose the game. Because it's the finals. Um, in Wimberley. <laughs> right. This is only the biggest game on this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> right. Everyone's there. The queen was probably in, in a booth going, why won't he come off? <laughs> um, so here's the problem, right? Like, this happens in sports now, professional sports. Like, the manager gets paid a good amount of money, but like five or six million. But your players are making 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 just untowards amounts of money, and then you pay crazy money to bring them in. You know, all these transfers, when they get them, oh, I had to pay Tottenham $30 million, and then I had to pay the player $40 million. <laughs> just to get them here. Yeah, $30 million to get them here, $40 million to get them to sign. Like, what just what just happened? He so cost $70 million. Right, now it's a $70 million investment. Meanwhile, the manager gets $6 million a year. So, like... There's no way to balance that, right? Like, because if the manager says, well, now I don't want him on my team, <laughs> bro, it's not happening. Like, <laughs> we're Chelsea. We spent income. a lot of money to get him here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. How do you deal with that? I don't know. I think it's uh comes back to leadership. No. Uh, no, it does, right? Like, a little bit, right? Because it's the same problem in every sport. Right. Every, it, coaches don't make more than most... In football, players are so expendable, though. The coaches probably have – coaches' contracts are completely guaranteed in, in the NFL. They're probably the ones with the strongest backing because they're the only ones with guaranteed contracts in that sport. Um, but, like, in the NBA, the coaches make five, six, seven, eight million dollars, but most of their roster makes more than that or right. as much as that, and that's right. all guaranteed. Well, I think it comes down to team, like, meshing and, like – Getting a team to work together with each other because, like, even if you paid $70 million to get this guy to join your squad, like, if he doesn't play well with everyone else, then obviously... It's not going to work. Right. Like, what are you supposed to do in that scenario where it's going to be like, well, are you just going to change managers? Right. And throw off your entire team? Or are you just going right. to move players? And then even when you change managers, the new manager... May not work with him well. well what does it matter? Like, right. if, if he doesn't come off the field when, he, when, it's, when it's the right time for him to come off the field... Why even have a manager at all? Right. Just have them play? I don't right. know. Right. Like so, okay, let's say we let's say you fire this guy. You're like, hey man, the team ignored you in the finals, so you're fired. Well who are they who are they gonna listen to? And that's the like Yeah, it does it, it I guess it's leadership, right? Like there's going to be someone they might listen to. Like if somebody with the pedigree who, when they walk in, they're like, listen, I coached six titles already. Like, I know what I'm doing. Do you want to win? Because I've already, I've already won. Right. Um, 
So do you think what do you, who do you put that more on? Coach or the goalkeeper? I put that on the goalkeeper being just obnoxious. Because he's already had signs of injury before. Literally the manager was making the right call of being like, Well, I can sub him out now, finish this game up and I'll have a fresher goalkeeper for penalty kicks. Right, which are a big deal. Right, which if we're gonna go to penalty kicks, you know, ev- literally every shot counts. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, are you saying that because we know that the outcome that he won? Well, even if oh, even, they lost, they lost. Even if they did win, I think it would still be a really bad thing to because it. What it does is it, it hurts the relationship between the other players and the manager, and it was the right yeah, and it was the correct decision to make, considering the whole game. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm sort I, I I'm kind of torn a little bit because the way I'm looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, like yeah, if I'm a if I'm a if I'm on the team and I watch the goalkeeper not come off the field, right? Then if I feel like I'm gonna win, or like if I feel like I'm what we need to win, the next time I'm gonna make the same argument. Right. He didn't come off the field and we won. Yeah. Well, they lost though. Yeah, I'm saying, but even if the opposite had occurred, right? They're like, well, I didn't go off the, f- he didn't go off the field, and then I, I want to stay on the field too. Right. Yeah, I'm here to win. And then I scored the goal. Oh, it's all me now. Right. Do you think that plays into it? Like, if they'd have won, do you think the goalkeeper would have been like, "See, he didn't even want me out there, but I right. knew what I what it took to win." Yeah. Yes, I think it, I think that exactly would have been. I think if he, I think if they would have won, it would have really sown like a really big like division fire the that, manager that yeah i think fire, i think the manager would have been fired that day like league winning manager finds out like that night when he stops by the office to pick up his coat that he accidentally left at the after party he's right? gone <laughs> yeah like everything's already in a box for monday right, but, or like or like they'll keep him till next season and then they'll fire him like after the first loss yeah they're <laughs> just waiting for that reason to fire him right that happens a lot in basketball you're right about that first first opportunity when they can be like see he was the problem <laughs> Best coach in the NBA was fired. <laughs> coach of the year. <laughs> Stupid Raptors. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap that up right there. I think you're right about that, though. I think I think if they'd have won, he'd have, he'd have like put his nose in it like a dog. And just yeah. Been like yeah. See, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got a lot more sports coming your way. This is Nerd Thug Sports. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. I want it that, that, that. Ooh, hot stuff all over my nachos, walking like a taco, Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. This me. Um, we're gonna do some baseball here. Ooh, plug yourself in for twelve minutes of exciting, accelerating, exhilarating. Uh, one hundred and sixty-two games. <laughs> baseball. Baseball. 
And it's uh, strike two. That brings the count to 3-2, and they're going to throw another one here in about seven minutes. Right, uh-huh. They're going to throw another one in seven minutes. And uh, that's the end of the first inning. And then we're wow, you see that? second inning. Oh, man, he oh, struck yeah. out. That's the first time he's done that in 42 years um, in this inning, on this game, on this right. particular date. And when batting left-handed with runners in scoring position in innings after the fifth inning, he is one for six this year. <laughs> Baseball stats are the worst and the best thing ever. They all because they're so stupid and so specific. But man, is it funny! But like, and then like, think of the metric, right? Like, how do you track that? And so then, how do you pull it up at any given like? I like to imagine like if they printed every baseball stat into like a book, it would legitimately be like six feet tall. Well, and like like Bible thin paper. <laughs> I feel like they did, and that's why like the Amazon was deforested. They were like, we need one stats book for baseball. One (laughs) singular stat book. And the Amazon went... (laughs) It disappeared off the face of the earth. (laughs) Gone. (laughs) It just disappeared. All of it. Instantly. No one even logged it. No, there was no no deforestation. Major League Baseball pushed print. And the Amazon forest went... (laughs) All the animals just fell to the ground. (laughs) Hundreds and thousands of things and creepy crawlies and birds just fell 40 plus feet. What happened to my house? <laughs> um, wow, that went green, didn't it? <laughs> Stop logging. Um, we make oddly <laughs> political statements on this show. <laughs> it's about sports, we promise. From baseball and the Amazon in less than a minute. We're idiots. Um, good news. You ready? I'm ready. Bryce Harper. Okay. Not signed to a single team. Good job. However, um, a sports book recently released their... Early picks for, this is important, National League MVP. Bryce Harper's the short list. He's the front runner. Nice. If only he was on a team, that'd be great. They don't even know what league he's going to be in. <laughs> he's, he's the lead right now to be the National League MVP. National League MVP. How many is <laughs> he on the National League? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's only half the league. He could literally go to the other league. <laughs> what? Baseball's the greatest, the greatest so, sport ever, and like <laughs> so American, so stupid, so dumb sometimes, so dumb. He's not on a team at all. He literally is a free agent, and they're like, he's probably gonna win the NL MVP right here. <laughs> bet you, bet you the next five minutes he wins NL MVP. <laughs> what are they even basing that on? <laughs> um, what, what evidence do you have? None. Man, it's like it's. <sighs> All this 172 pages of his stats that I found. And um, so by now, um, with they say within the next day or so, we'll know where he's going to go. Okay. That's good, I guess. I don't believe that. I think it's going to go. I think it's going to go until. (laughs) I don't think that's accurate. No, like, I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to go until it, it, it can't physically go anymore. Think it's going to be that long? Yeah. Like, I think until. He might sign with, like, two spring training games left <laughs> somewhere. And he goes and plays in the two games, and then he gets he's on the roster, and it's done. Makes sense. Because, um, like, okay, so the Washington Nationals have, have already said they've moved on. They signed another guy. They said, we're, we're, not, done. Even, we're not even waiting anymore. We're, we're over it. Um, we're over you. Philadelphia has offered him the $300 million for 10 years. I think it's a little over $300 million. He hasn't taken it or not taken it. He's still just... Just hanging out. Just touring and taking other offers. The Dodgers apparently offered him 
190 for four years. Okay. Which is nothing like he asked for, but it's more money per year than he was even close to asking for. Right. I mean, it overwhelms the per year thing, but I think his issue is at 30. Will he be able to get the other 110? I mean, maybe baseball works like this. It really does. It it really does. (laughs) It's not surprising when they're like, and this 57-year-old is guy assigned to a deal for 16 more years right. for $1 billion. <laughs> and you're like, all yeah. right, cool. I guess he's going to play baseball forever now. Yeah, the baseball metrics are broken. Um, and I don't understand that part of it, the the money part of it. So it gets even more confusing, right? Because Manny Machado already signed his deal. Right, he's done. He's done. He got his $300 million. He's like, I'm ready. 10 years, $300 million. He's happy. He's got like a four-year or fifth-year option on it. So after five years, he can opt out if he thinks he's going to get more money. Um, Which he might. He might. Uh, to switch over to this, someone else did get their money. Oh, who would that be? So the Colorado Rockies out of the blue. Now, they've got they've got a guy who's been just crushing it named Arenado. Okay? All right. Nolan Arenado. Um, his, they've, the, they've come out with a new stat. Okay? Or another new stat. Another, another new stat. Another new one. Now, baseball's all about the sabermetrics, okay? They right. go, they go like, deep triple. On the, deep on the stats. Yeah. They they go deep, dark web on their stats. <laughs> Does it make sense? But all right, I believe you. Um, There's a there's a new stat that's come out, and it basically it's like actual value, okay? So it places a dollar. Literal actual value. Yeah, it places like a dollar value based on your performance, okay? All right, that's reasonable, I guess. And over the last... Four seasons, Arenado's value to the Rockies was $131 million over the four years. Bryce Harper's was $90 million over the four years. So Arenado has basically been $10 million more valuable a year to the Rockies than Harper has to the, Red, to the Nationals. There you go. Um, so they're making baseball trading and or contracting even more complicated. Well, this isn't like this isn't a major league baseball stat. This is one of the homebrewish stats. Yeah, but it we is, didn't made, need to make it any more oh complicated. God. But it is based deep in like it's based on how they measure like so they have a stat that is a baseball stat that's wins above replacement. It's called WAR, and essentially they take like what is the average rank rating for something in baseball mm-hmm. and then however much better you are than that they computate that into wins so like these high quality free agents are typically multiple wins above replacements you know five wins six wins better than their replacement and that means when you bring him in your team is six wins better this is like the core concept of saber metrics how do i buy hits to buy wins and so that's what these stats try to get to the heart of this is basically based on that concept. In Arenado, uh, I think it's funny. This is like baseball is the only sport like that. B- basketball has transit. The Rockets are. That's fair. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. Daryl Morey. For a long time, baseball was the only sport. That yes, did it that. was. You're right. And it, for a little while, it was only the, the Oakland A's doing it, and that's why they made the movie with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. The money, money, money ball. ball. That's right. Um. So, but Arenado got two hundred and. Forty million for eight years. That's not terrible considering baseball, but he's still out like sixty million dollars. He gets thirty-five mil a year. 
It's pretty good. One thing you don't know about Colorado is everyone in baseball understands this. It's the highest altitude stadium, so the balls fly further. So hitting in Colorado is inflated. Okay? That's so interesting. I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're right. They keep the balls in the humidor because the rest of the Major League Baseball complained that the people playing in Colorado were playing at an advantage. So the balls are now kept in a humidor like where they keep cigars to keep the moisture and the temperature as close to normal as possible. It's so funny. Uh, but there's still a slight advantage to all of that. Right. So wisely, this guy just decides, he's like, listen, I like I like being in Colorado Rocky. I like being near Denver. I like just kind of the whole situation I'm in. I'll just stay here. I'll just stay here, take the money, and play with the inflated ballpark stats. What do I care? Right. Oh, no, I have to go somewhere where it doesn't. it's not as easy? Right. This Whack. Is, he's, he's hitting in what is essentially the easiest hitter situation. He's also a six-time gold glove winner, so he plays good defense. And he's an infielder, so it's a bigger deal. And uh, eight years, 260. I'm sorry, 260. Oh, he's only on $40 million in two years. But with 35 a year, it's really not that bad. No, he's, he's coming out ahead, really. Right. Because the $40 million in two years, but he gets 35 a year. If it had gone to 10 years, he'd actually be basically 30 ahead. Yeah, so he's he's better off. He's better off. And he'll be done after this anyways. Well, no, that's the other part. Is he's another young dude. Oh, and is he only like 20-something? Yeah, he's another young guy. And he still had one year left on his old deal. Oh. So he's locked up for the next nine years for the Rockies. Well, all right. I guess he's not going anywhere. <laughs> no. And then when that deal's up, I'm sure he'll sign another one. Right. Make another fifty million on the way on the way out the door. All right, I'm done. All right, I'll play three more years. I'll bank another seventy-eight million dollars, then I'm out of here. <laughs> like what? I mean, what is baseball? It's because you got to go through all the you got to go through all the rough stuff at the beginning. You really do. You really do. Um, but Bryce Harper, still nothing. He's now had two meetings with the Giants. He'll go somewhere. Oh no, he will. I I don't doubt that. But I was watching um, Mark Texaria was on uh, Get Up on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And was sitting there saying things like, if he winds up going to Philly, the question the Philly fans are going to have for him is, why did it take you so long to take our money? That's the real question. And I, that's, what, that's what baseball says. Well, but I don't really think. I mean, I think he's, you know. just He just wants it. He wants to float his options. He's like, I'm a valuable player. Right. I want to see if this, I can get the most. This is pretty much it. Like, right, this is his last contract, I mean, probably. Well, no, 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 it won't be his last, but it's he's trying to get 10 This is going to be 10 years. This is yeah, going to be the so next be, 10 years of his life. So he'll be 35 when it's done. He's not going to get it. At 35, he won't get another 10-year, $300 million. He'll get three or four years, 15, 20. Right. So this is the, this is, this is the big one. This, this is the, the one that matters. This is the empire-building contract Right. for Bryce Harper. And so, no, I mean, I think if you... Let's say you wind up going to Philly at the press conference. You just go... Look, and I, need, I needed to make sure all my options. I kind of thought really hard about being a Dodger. They've been to back-to-back World Series and lost. I don't know if I want to lose again the World Series. But, maybe I'll put it in my head. I don't know. Four years, $190 million, and I'm uh, maybe I'm the guy who helps them win it. Right, then I'll have a World Series championship. <laughs> $200 million in the bank fast, and then I can sign one more contract. So, like, I had things to weigh, but I decided to come here because I love the city, and you guys are awesome, and the cheesesteak is great. Right, and there yep. you go. And, and then he leaves the press conference, and no one's angry anymore. Right, they're all over it at that point. And then he says, "Like, go Phillies," and and everyone. That's it. And yeah. everyone, everyone's excited and goes, "Woo! We uh, spent three hundred million dollars." Right. Really, they should just be mad that they're giving away three hundred million dollars. But whatever. 
Um, Baseball. Yeah, God, man, it's the math, right? Um, but yeah, I just I don't know the financials, right? Like, did you, no other sport has this kind of money in it? No, because it's the real American sport. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess basketball's getting close now. Right. Chris Paul did do 160 for four years. Right, but I mean, he's not he's not doing a 10 year deal for seven billion dollars. <laughs> That's true. All right, when we get out of here, Nico's going to try and cash in his 10-year, $7 billion contract, and we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. I want it that, that, that. Ooh, hot stuff all over my nachos, walking like a taco, driving over... Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. Conroe, what's going on? Uh, Nico. What's up? We're on 104.5, 106.1. I believe you. Sister stations. I also believe you. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Also true. Why don't you tell them about our uh, friends, Cox ATA? Cox ATA, they got two locations, one in Magnolia and one in Conroe. Uh, they got all kinds of programs. They got Taekwondo, obviously. That's what they do. That is what they do. Uh, they have self-defense, self-improvement, uh, Tai Chi. Uh, they got uh, all kinds of, uh, either like if you want like uh, self-improvement courses, they got all kinds. If you want to get into shape, uh, it's a great way to work out. Uh, mention Nerd Thug Radio, and you get two free weeks of training. That's right, in from ages five to one hundred and five. Right, they got a, they pretty much got everything for pretty much anyone. If you want to train, if you want to get improve yourself, there you it's go. It's a great place to go because they teach life skills, they build leaders, and they leave a legacy. That they do. All right, we're gonna play a little game here. All right, I'll believe you. Are you ready? No. We're gonna play a little. Have you heard of this guy before? All right. Okay. All right. Test my terrible knowledge. All right, I got you. Well, it's, they're fun stories too. First one, we're gonna go. F- we're gonna start first with the NBA. All right. A fair former enough. Houston Rocket. Have you ever heard of Royce White? No. Okay. Um, I've actually told you about him before. He there was one draft in the NBA where the Rockets had uh three first rounders, I believe, for some reason. And it's a lot of first round picks. They had two or three that year, and one of them, they gambled and they drafted a guy named Royce White, who uh, he played point guard in the NCAA. Okay. Um, he struggled with uh, anxiety, oh, mental yes. issues. Yes, yes. Okay. okay, I do remember this story. All right, and so in college, the schedule was kind of big enough that they worked around it and they managed it, and. The Rockets really felt like they could work with him and get through this because he was he he was a great player. The issues with him were all non basketball issues. 
Um, he he didn't even finish the season with us. I think he winds up going. I I feel like they traded him at some point. He basically fades away. Okay, he fades out of existence. Uh, he winds up signing a couple ten day contracts with the Kings in 2013. But even that doesn't really work out. He goes overseas to try and play for a little while, but that doesn't work out. Um, he is now 27 years old. All right. And he is... This is so stupid. He released a book on Wednesday called MMA NBA, A Critique of Modern Sports in America, Says he's been training for six or seven months and believes he can win a title eventually in the UFC. He has moved over to mixed martial arts. Right, because that's the where you go when you want to deal with anxiety. Fighting people. <laughs> he now is going to be a professional mixed martial artist. Uh, Royce White. Dealing with anxiety. Uh, yeah. He's the guy. He's the guy that I want to trust. He's going to get into a fight and and do his absolute best with all his anxiety. Now, there's all kinds of people who will tell you that getting in shape and being healthy helps no, it does help. mental issues. I, I can 100% attest to that. There was a long time I was, you know, I was a real depressed boy in middle school and then I joined football and I worked out a lot. And it was I was really happy then. And you were you were real doughy in middle school too. Right, yeah. A little tubster. <laughs> uh <laughs> but then I looked like a skeleton for a whole six months. <laughs> you did. You 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 really did. But you also grew like a foot. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, like a wingspan of a velociraptor's. I mean, cousin. I still do. <laughs> you do. I know. I wish you would be a pass rusher. You'd have great leverage. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just the pressure's on those people. They're right. F- you basically get four minutes to define your whole life. Right. It's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. It's probably one of the hardest things to do. <laughs> he would have been much better off staying in professional basketball and just figuring out travel arrangements. I don't understand this at all. Um, I don't understand the obsession where he was like, "Yeah, instead of instead of playing basketball, I'm gonna fight people." I just I don't understand like because if to fight someone, you have to be in like a mindset. Correct. You have to you have to like be there because there's a huge difference between. Practicing martial arts and fighting. <laughs> well, and even in the mixed martial arts game, those guys coming into the fight, when you look them in the eyes, the good ones, there's something in there. Right. And, you know, after the fight, they'll shake the hands and the bow the heads in there. They're real respectful, and that's the training coming in. But walking into the ring, there's something in the back of the eye where you're like, yeah, I hope I never owe that guy money. Right. I think I could die in this spot. <laughs> <laughs> I could kill you while you stand. Just wanted you to know. <laughs> yeah, just just a heads up. So MMA, right? I, yeah. I I don't know. I think it's a weird choice for for anxiety boy here. In in considering he had kind of built and no, I'm okay. So that sounded really mean. Anxiety I don't, boy. I don't, <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a good nickname. Like it, I I understand and I I understand the issues with anxiety, but I just don't think that going into MMA is a great solution. I think no, I agree with that. <laughs> and what I was gonna say was, considering he sort of broached the subject and then in the past couple years several people have come forward and said they deal with these Kevin Love famously came forward and said I deal with anxiety and depression and things like that 
And there's a it's lot not of, uncommon in sports to hear not, about it. It's not, because sports is very mental. Sports is extremely mental. So Royce White really could have been like this guy who takes these players under the wings and, and shows them tricks and methods. He could have had a whole second career as like a, an athlete whisperer. And instead, he got the wrong advice somewhere. Because NBA contracts being guaranteed, he made enough money in those first two years where if he was smart, he could have lived for life. Right. Um, and then the rest of the time, he could have just helped people. Or helped him, or help, even helped himself. Helped himself, yes. But what I'm saying is like for a career. You're 22 right. and you need a direction at that point because right. you're not playing basketball anymore. I can't play professional basketball. This is garbage. Well, and he did go overseas and all that. I don't know what the schedule is like overseas. I don't understand how he even got there because he was afraid to travel. That's part of the anxiety <laughs> disorder. But he did play overseas. He was sedated and then thrown on a plane. Maybe. Maybe. Or he took a cruise and just got off the boat. I don't know. I don't know. Just gets off that boat he's, six months later. Yeah, he's just like, all right, I'm here. When's the season? Next year? I'll wait. Um, I, I'm not sure, but what I'm saying is when that's all said and done and he's 24 and 26 and doesn't know what to do. He could do that. He could have, he, there was an opportunity where he could have pivoted and been the guy that they come to and, and be like, listen, I washed out because I didn't deal with it right. Let me be the guy to help players. Right. So you don't, you don't make the same mistakes right. that I did. Because I know the NBA and I know what they want because it didn't work for me. Let me help you find the middle ground. Between what they want and what you need. No, he's just going to fight people. No, yeah, he's just going to punch people in the face. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's all you really need. Staying with Violence you. is the answer. Yeah, always. Like, we were so wrong about all of this. Obviously. Uh, what fools we were. <laughs> staying in the NBA. I got another name for you. All right, what you got for me? Mike Bibby. Jones. Oh. Mike Jones. Mike Bibby. Bibby. All right, what you got? What, I don't know him. You don't know him? He was part of the Sacramento Kings' famous run. It was him, uh, Doug Christie, Chris Weber, uh, Vlade Divac. They pushed the famous Kobe Shaq Lakers to several great six-game series during the Shaq-Kobe era. Uh, Shaq masterfully could get in these guys' heads like nobody's business. He called them the Sacramento Queens for like six years, <laughs> and Chris Weber would pitch a fit about it. It was great. Every time. The other day, they were on uh, Players Only, and they're sitting next to each other, and all I could think is just how many times Shaquille O'Neal embarrassed Chris Webber and the Sacramento Kings. And, like, Shaq has four rings, and you got to sit next to him and go, hey, Hall of Famer. Hey, guy. How's it going? Because sports is all about who won. Like, Chris Webber sitting next to a guy who basically took Chris Webber's career. And Chris Webber has to think, like, man, if I'd have won those series, if we'd have won those games, it'd have been us with the rings. I'd be the dude in the Hall of Fame. Right. But now i got to sit next to the guy who does that. <laughs> so Mike Bibby uh, is under police investigation for sexual abuse and harassment allegations. What a lovely individual. Yeah. So he's at University of Arizona, I believe, as a coach. Makes sense. That doesn't say here. Um, oh, no, he played at University of Arizona. Okay. He's, yeah, he's been – Okay. Mike Bibby has been a high school basketball coach in a suburban Phoenix area school. Oh, what a great guy. And one of the teachers has come forward with some complaints. Oh, no. And there goes his career. <laughs> it was like his third career at this point. Fifth career. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to like find something here that we can talk about on this. But no, it just looks real bad. Yeah, none of it's really that good. Uh, now, obviously, he says he's innocent. His attorney said, I can say it's pretty much, this is not what you, wait, hang on. He's just going to hit him with the, I didn't do anything? 
Okay, this is Didn't Donald Harris, Mike Bibby's attorney. This is the quote. Are you ready? Tell right. me if this inspires confidence in you. I can say with pretty much certainty this alleged incident didn't happen and that will be shown down the road. Michael Bibby did not participate in a sexual assault of any way, shape, or form that was alleged by this lady two years ago. I'm going to read that first part for you again. I can say with pretty much certainty. Pretty much certainty is not certainty. <laughs> pretty uh, much certainty. That's okay. Pretty much certainty and this lady. <laughs> right. Um... Not a good sign. I'm 40% sure that this is a lie. I'm 40%, 100% sure that this was probably made up. <laughs> I can vouch for my homie on three out of the seven days of the week. Like, that's what it feels like, right? Like, that's not a statement. He lives at my house because we play card games on the weekends. <laughs> like, yeah. We robbed a bank on Tuesday, so he could not have been there with her. Boom. We were committing other felonies. <laughs> is that the solution? Is that to commit to accept yeah, other felonies absolutely. to avoid bigger ones? Yes. Like if someone's trying to charge me with something that puts me away for life, then I was busy doing something that puts me away for ten years. Like <laughs> I'm googling local crime stories, and I was like, I'm the guy who stole that Toyota Tercel. It could not have been me at the murder because I stole that Toyota Tercel. Where no, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was on a lot of a lot of class A drugs. Right. <laughs> Two crimes, still not life in prison. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Can we roll those into one big misdemeanor? I don't need the trouble. Deal. <laughs> like yeah. So his lawyer can say pretty much certainly he didn't do it, <laughs> and that it was probably made up. Yeah, this is most definitely likely to be probably a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I can I can say with 100% confidence <laughs> that more than likely this probably did not happen. Thank you, lawyer. <laughs> that was very almost convincing. <laughs> Some people might have believed part of that. <laughs> like he parsed it so much that by the end there he was like, if then Wendy. it's like 80-20. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like 60-40. Okay. Okay, like like 20-80. So when batting left-handed with runners in scoring positions <laughs> in innings after the fifth, he's one for six this weekend. But only this weekend. This weekend. Usually he's total garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. Uh, probably, and with some certainty, we'll be back for the last segment of Nerd Book. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. I want it that, that, that. Ooh, I stuff 
Welcome back, Conroe. This is Nerd Thug Sports, and this is Corey DLG. And with me, as always, is little brother Nico. Uh, almost certain. Almost certain. We are nearly certain that that's little brother Nico. Probably. Like worst lawyer ever. I mean, I'm at least top five. Or is it like, or or like he knows something and doesn't want to lie, and he's <laughs> trying real hard. He's like, listen, I'm not gonna like screw myself, but I'm gonna help you, Mike. I'm going to hit him with the almost and maybe and probably. Do you think he's like winking at Mike like, we got him. <laughs> almost. I can say with near certainty. Well, that's that's can, not certainty. Can then. you say that with certainty? No. No? Oh, thanks, buddy. Okay, you ready? This is, we're going to wrap up our, have you heard of this guy? All right. This one goes to the NFL. Okay. Johnny Manziel. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, you know. Okay, what's the fuck is you? You know Johnny Manziel. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. What do you What do you think you know him for? Uh, wasn't he the one the the A and M quarterback who won the Heisman, went to the NFL, and then like destroyed his life? I mean, you're nailing it so far. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he got drafted by the Browns, so that's like a. I mean, it's like a death sentence. But did like, he destroy his life, or did they? Is always I don't the, know. It's Who's, always the question. Like, what's about the, the guy's Browns, the right? Browns quarterback right now is like living the high life. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is having a great year. He's living the Cleveland high life. <laughs> right. That's more than anyone else, any of their other quarterbacks would say. No, and you're right. And it's the first. This, this was their best season in like in like six years. Minimum six. I'm gonna. It's at least their top two seasons, like in the last twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> like so, this is this is up there like Baker yeah. Mayfield and everyone's like oh Baker I remember him oh he's so good anyway so Johnny Manziel yeah within a year he was out of the league yes within a f- yeah he didn't even get a whole second year he's out of the league he towards the end of the year he was missing games with a concussion he there was a team meeting that he blew off right and went to Vegas wearing a disguise instead of going to the meeting. Because that's that's what your that's what professionals do. By wearing the disguise, no one would know it was him, and no one would find out that he didn't go to the meeting because he went to Vegas. He tried to like call in sick and then go to Vegas, and he had a fake mustache and a hat. Pretty much was doing like the Ron Mexico thing. Like, who's Johnny? That? We know it's you. Who's that gonna work on? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the pictures came out people were like Johnny Menzel was like drunk falling asleep at blackjack tables like everyone knew it was him he's he's obviously a master manipulator so he washed out of the league uh 2012 Heisman winner okay god it's been that long yeah I was in oh god that was what seven years ago oh god but here's the thing he's only 27 he's young yeah he was 20 when he's in the league then he wasn't even 21. He wasn't even allowed to legally drink. No, I don't think he was, actually. Honestly, I don't think he was. And um, so, anyway, he's been in the Canadian Football League for about a year. Okay, good for him. When he came there, he basically signed... Good old in, Leaf football. He signed an agreement with the Canadian Football League that he would behave. That sounds like a mistake. Yeah, so something happened. I'm not going to... All right. The Montreal Alliots have released quarterback Johnny Manziel, <laughs> saying he... This is a weird way to put this. Contravened the agreement which made him eligible to play. Okay, so he broke agreement. Yeah. So He didn't behave himself. What a bad boy. So something happened. Uh, This is the quotes from Canadian Football League Commissioner Randy. He was a bad boy. So we we cut him from our team because we don't like bad people in Canada. So So we (laughs) deported him. (laughs) 
So they won't say what happened. They said, we didn't release the terms of those conditions then, and we're not going to do that now. We're trying to That's do... That's dumb. I want to know how bad he messed yeah, up. I, I, it'll come out. We're trying to do what we believe is the best interest of the entire football league. The conditions we set we thought were the right ones. Those conditions have been violated, and we feel it's best, and Montreal feels it's best to let Johnny the move whole, on. The whole city of Montreal. <laughs> and we think it's best for our league that he do the same, and we wish him well. What did he start? Organized crime in Canada? <laughs> like, what did he do? <laughs> I don't know. But based on the rules and how... Johnny Manziel starts first gang of Canada <laughs> in Montreal. <laughs> based on these rules and how I'm reading it, he is now banned from the Canadian Football League. All right. Sweet. Completely. All right. Can never come back. Well, good for him. He's had a whole strong two years of career. <laughs> uh, one in the NFL and one in the Canadian Football League. Um, I mean, these aren't... I mean, Ooh, this isn't good. Okay. So he played in eight games last year. He completed 106 of 165 passes for 1,290 yards, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's not bad. It's not great. Montreal traded two players and two first-round picks to Hamilton last July for Manziel's rights. That's going to be where it hurts. Yep, especially because they had to cut him because he's a bead boy. Yeah, that's not good. I don't know. I, I don't. His track record has been really bad. Don't worry. There's still two more leagues he can wash out of: the AAFL and then next year the XFL. Oh yeah, he can go. He can come back. Yay! He can That's, be on TV again. Right, and I think that I genuinely think he's gonna hop on there. Well, I think he did. I his decision making is weirdly flawed, but like on purpose. So I sort of it wouldn't surprise me to find out that he broke this agreement. Within the back of his head, going, well, there's, I, I'm going to go play in the AFL anyway, or I'm going to go play in the XFL. Like, I think he would rather be playing, if you're going to play minor league football, I think he'd rather be playing in America than in Canada. And so right. when these opportunities opened up, I think he was like, perfect. Time yeah. to, time to start organized yeah. crime in Montreal. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Whatever it was he did, <laughs> allegedly. Um, <laughs> he, did it, he, did, he did it with enough confidence to get him kicked out and the entire city of Montreal to disown him. <laughs> The commissioner, of the, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League was like, we in Montreal have spoken. <laughs> that's not that's not a good... It's not a good one, guys. No. <laughs> the city of Houston has spoken. You have been banned. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. So, staying on the topic of just poor decision-making. All right, cool, because uh, we got like two minutes. <laughs> this next story, Randy Gregory, the mercurial pass rusher for the Dallas Cowboys... He got long arms. He's he does have long arms, and he's real good. Unfortunately, he's been suspended four times since the Cowboys selected him in the 2015 draft. Nice. He missed all but two games in 2016 and 2017 before Woo. playing in 14 games last year. That's not bad. Finished second on the team with six sacks. So when he plays, he gets to the quarterback. The problem is, homeboy never plays. Hmm. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what's the trade off there? Like, really good when he does, or like he's not there at all. Right, and then when they're suspended, like it doesn't really. I don't think they pay him, and it doesn't count as a roster spot because it goes on the commissioner's exempt list. But it just doesn't say very much about the Dallas Cowboys, where they're just like, yeah, we'll just keep trotting him out there when he's ready. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the perfect strategy. You pay a lot of, you pay a really terrible person a lot of money. They play really well, and then you just have them uh, get banned, and then you have more money. <laughs> you get some money back. <laughs> what? Look, yeah. this may just be the ultimate biggest brain play of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Um, so he's, he's suspended indefinitely, probably oh. uh, as part of the substance abuse. It might be for the whole season this time. Well, indefinitely doesn't mean anything in the NFL. 
Well, usually indefinitely means at least one year. It doesn't mean what it should mean, which is like... Forever? Yeah, <laughs> probably a long time. It doesn't mean that in the NFL. It usually just means a year. Because every time anything else goes on hiatus indefinitely, it's over. Still in the realm of bad decision-making. Uh, John well, Elway says he would like for Case Keenum to stay on the team. Ah, oh man, he's not good. Uh, he's not good, but he's going to be the backup because the Broncos traded for Baltimore Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco. Hey. Um, I don't know if that was a good decision either. Really... <laughs> He wasn't even the starter on his own team by the end of last year, so yippee. Hey, look, we got somebody and else's backup. Here's what makes it worse. The Eagles have decided now not to franchise tag Nick Foles. So Nick Foles is going to be a free agent. He will be able to command whatever dollar value he wants oh, Lord. to be someone's starting quarterback, which he will be. He's won a Super Bowl, and last year he, the Eagles were basically out of it. He came in when Carson Wentz got hurt again for the second time. And he took them back to the playoffs. And then he was one drop pass away from probably going to the conference finals and probably winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's going to go somewhere for a lot of money. He's going to get a lot of money. If Alex Smith got himself $80 million guaranteed for three years or whatever it was, he's good. He's fine. Nick Foles is going to get a lot of money. But meanwhile, Denver, who wanted a quarterback, and they, were, they Denver thinks they're a quarterback away from being a playoff Super Bowl-type team. They have two bad quarterbacks, <laughs> and Nick Foles is now free to take, and they gave up assets to get Joe Flacco. They traded for him. <sighs> Decision-making never ceases to amaze me. John Elway is a, like a Hall of Fame quarterback, and the one thing he can't do in Denver is get a quarterback. Like The team has everything else, and they're just like, hey, if we could just get a quarterback. Um. Trade market for uh, Antonio Brown's heating up. The the Jets are talking about getting rid of the, the number three pick. Last year they drafted a quarterback and made a huge trade to move up three spots to get him. Gave up a bunch of they gave up three number twos. Now they're picking again in the top five. Now they're looking to get some of that stuff back. <laughs> Ooh, that was a bad choice. Give me yeah. some of that back. And we're gonna get out of here on that. We got a lot of got a lot of commercials to play for you because we got we got bills to pay. Right. Uh, this has been Nerd Thug Sports, as always, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Almost certainly. And then uh, it's me, Corey DLG. Thanks for listening. Check in next week. Check the blog, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio, www.nerdthugradio.com. Uh, shout out to Johnny Manziel. Let's part. Ooh, I stuff all over my nachos, walking like a taco, driving over potholes, hotter than